This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Whoa. Off and running on this Saturday, January 23rd. Hey there, you. How's everybody feeling on this uh, cold, wintry Saturday afternoon? I'm Gordon Damer. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York Conference Championship weekend in the NFL. Plenty to keep us occupied over the next couple of hours. Take you up until 5 o'clock, at which time it'll be the uh, great Chris Carlin that comes your way. Of course, the number you know. Of course, the number you know. 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on the old uh, Twitter, on the old Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Now, we have a lot to get to over this next two hours. Perhaps the best football weekend of the year, right? Conference championship weekend, four best teams left. Four best quarterbacks left. Two sensational games tomorrow. But you know, and, and here it was. You know, I'm getting ready for a nice little two-hour show this afternoon. Want to hit on this point. Want to hit on that point. Got to talk about the passing of Hank Aaron. We got to talk Knicks and Nets. We got to talk this. Th- we got to talk football. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes this I would have to say potential bombshell. I don't want to blow it up too much. But in the last hour or so, Armando Salguero of the Miami Herald reporting that Deshaun Watson, you've heard of him, right, has uh, put together a a list of teams that he wants to be traded to. And number one, the number one team on that list is the New York Jets. When was the last time the Jets have been listed number one on anything? But that apparently is the situation that is brewing. So here I have this wonderful show planned out, and then this Deshaun Watson news comes along, and I have to say, whoa, that is major. That is absolutely major. And you know what? Look, it's a a sign that things, at least from Deshaun Watson's camp, are progressing along, and he was reportedly seen in New York this week. Uh, You know, Not that that really means anything. I don't think the teams were talking to him. Obviously, that would be tampering. But, you know, since it's been reported that Watson was unhappy with Houston, so much time and energy has been, to me, focused on the completely wrong thing. And the wrong thing is, well, which team can put together the best package to get Deshaun Watson? That means next to nothing. The first thing you have to find out in this situation is, where does Deshaun Watson want to go? He has a no-trade clause. So working out the trade, working out the details of the trade, that was always going to be secondary. That's not until you get much further down the road. So here comes this story from Armando Salguero, Miami Herald. This is not like Dan's sports blog and grill that just popped up on uh, the internet the other day. Now, I will say this. He does not have any quotes from sources. He doesn't obviously have any quotes from Watson or his camp or even people within the game. But he does report, quote, Watson told people the Jets are his top preference among teams he'd like to be traded because they hired Robert Sala to be their head coach. And Watson values Sala so much, he wanted the Texans to interview him for their vacant job. I believe the Texans were the only team not to interview Sala. I might be wrong on that. Uh, Now, look, the Texans situation just seems like a complete mess. But this is an indication. You know, when you hear Deshaun Watson 
wants to get traded to the Jets. And, and I think the reason why that story was out there from the jump was because clearly Jets, ha- if you are talking about the package to be put together, clearly the Jets with all their number one picks, the second pick in the draft, they are going to have an attractive package. Now, that's not the first thing you have to work out. That's way down, down the road. But at least you can understand why people would immediately jump to a conclusion that the Jets should be interested. Basically, everybody should be interested. But to me, this is major because, A, it's not a list, but it's a ranking. It would be one thing if it was being reported that, you know, okay, these are the teams I would be okay being traded to, right? And there's five teams on the list. This is not that. This is Jets number one, and according to Salguero, Dolphins number two. So to me, that is a major, major thing. Now, again, uh, let's see where this goes. If you're the Jets from their point of view, I mean, I, I don't even think it needs to be said. This is a player. This is a deal that you have to find your way to make, right? This is a franchise altering opportunity. You do not get this opportunity very often, if ever, because it's never happened before. You don't get this opportunity. And make clear, this is the opportunity to add the greatest player your franchise has ever had. All due respect to Joe Namath and Don Maydard or or Winston Hill, this is a uh, 25-year-old franchise quarterback. They don't come uh, available very often. You might be able to say they don't become often, uh, they don't become available at all. So when the Texans call... You don't say yes right away. No one says yes right away. You, you haggle over the price. You do the dance of negotiation. But in the back of your mind, you realize that you are going to say yes at some point. Now, I will have to say, if I'm looking at it from the other side of things, it does seem a little odd to me that Watson would have his heart set on the Jets. Right? You're, you're leaving a team, the only team you've ever known, Partly, mostly because of the dysfunction, but also part to do with the losing. And the first team on your list is the Jets. Interesting. Interesting way to go. Interesting way. Not the way I would have thought it. Not the way I think most people would have thought it. But okay. You really love Robert Sala. I will say this. If Robert Sala has, has the ability to end the Jets stigma of dysfunction... Without ever coaching a game, boy, oh boy, that is impressive. You should give that guy the Coach of the Year award, right? Like Alex Smith, is, we all knew he was going to get the Comeback Player of the Year award from the minute he stepped on the field. This is that type of opportunity. I mean, that is, a, is very, very impressive, if that is true. So the first issue to, about Deshaun Watson, and we'll get your calls in, I promise, 1-800-919-ESPN. The first issue is, where does he want to go? The second is, of course, yeah, you're going to have to figure out the package that you will send back. You can't allow it to be a situation where Watson ends up in the spot that he's already in, right? The dysfunction is one of the big things that has turned him off about the Houston Texans, as well as their inability to build around it. But it's not like they haven't been trying. The reason why they don't have the Texans' first or second round picks this year was because they felt they needed to improve the offensive line at basically any cost. I would also think something in the Jets' favor. If this list is to be believed, and again, it might be a little strange, but Armando Salguero has been an NFL reporter for a very, very long time. He just doesn't cover the Dolphins. Um, I would think that 
if it is true that the Dolphins and Jets are on that list and the Jets are number one, if the Texans have any ability to direct where he goes, and they do have that ability, not the main ability because Watson's no trade, the Texans would have to trade him to the Jets. Why is that? Well, the Texans, if they were to make a trade with the Dolphins, and according to the article I read, those are the only two teams that are listed, the Texans would be getting back their own draft picks. The reason why the Dolphins have the third pick in the draft as well as in the second round is because the Texans traded. Can you imagine? Like, we've rooted for some very bad, dysfunctional organizations here in New York over the years. Can you imagine being forced to trade your best player in franchise history and what you received back was what you already had, your own draft picks? I mean, that would be mocked until the end of time. So, yeah, very interesting situation. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. This is something, look, I think Jet fans were already kind of excited because they've been let out of jail after the season that they've had. The hiring of Robert Sala, while it didn't seem like initially was the guy that was like the overwhelming favorite, over time it clearly became that way. And when he was introduced this week, Nothing but praise from top to bottom. You can't really win the press conference. I bring it up all the time. But the fact that he got through his press conferences everywhere all day uh, and there were absolutely zero memes of floating tacos tells you it was far more successful than the last time. So it seems like everything's pointing up for the New York Jets. 1-800-919-ESPN. I think this is a fantastic opportunity for the Jets. Uh, I want to hear from Jet fans. All right, let's get to some phone calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's uh, start things off with Neil. He is in New Jersey. Neil, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon. How you doing? I'm good. All right, so I wanted to run this by you. I was running, about running this with my buddies on the Big Blue Saloon podcast. To me, it has to do with cost, right? Okay. To me, let's say it's the number two pick, obviously, this year, yeah. and two number ones. Right. I would do that, but if it comes down to, say, this number two pick and three number ones, I mean, this team has so many needs. We need a pass rusher, a wide receiver, a shutdown cornerback. We need more O-line help. I mean, Watson is an amazing talent, but with the Texans, it's not like he's, he's won playoff games and has gone far into the playoffs. I want to know what you think. Uh, well, look, uh, you have to keep in mind, Neil, the difference of those number ones either with or without Deshaun Watson. Right now, and look, I've not done a deep dive into the quarterbacks available in this year's draft. I've looked at them some. I've read some. But, you know, I'm not ready to say definitively this guy's better than that guy just yet. But take a look at the Jets quarterback situation. There's not anybody anywhere, including the Jets, who can feel confident about what their quarterback situation is. For all the praise that they can give about Sam Darnold, uh, going into next season with Sam Darnold, even with uh, greater weapons, you still have to be very unsure. So I would say... If it comes down to three number ones, you have to keep in mind, if you're giving away number ones to get Deshaun Watson, those number ones, if they're your number ones and not the Seattle number ones, they're going to be far lower down in the first round with Deshaun Watson as opposed to without him. I mean, for all the, you know, Deshaun Watson had a terrible year this year. Or not, excuse me. The Texans had a terrible year this year. Deshaun Watson was one of the, I think he was the third best quarterback in the, in the game playing for a dysfunctional organization that fired their head coach and doesn't have a whole lot of talent around them. So I understand what you're saying. Right, you don't, want to more, you, know, you don't want to give away number one picks from now until kingdom come. But the Jets also have a great cap situation, so if they have to take a hit in the short term, I think it would be worth it to get, no question, a 25-year-old franchise quarterback at the most important position in the game. 
Okay. All right. I guess that. All right. Sounds good. All right, Neil. Thank you. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. What do I always say, people? I'm about bringing people together. Neil was skeptical. We're twelve minutes into the show. We're already joining hands. I mean, it's incredible. My ability to do this is just uh, amazing. Uh, all right, let's go uh, back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. Now that I've said that, I'm sure that the next person is going to be just hammering me. Larry is in Huntington. Larry, what's going on, buddy? What's up, bro? Great show. I'm listen, man. What Neil said, dude. I mean, are we going to have to hear everyone say we have to get to Sean Watson for the next two months or until we hit the draft? We have so many holes to fill. We finally have a GM who knows what he's doing. It seems like we have a coach who knows what he's doing. And let's see what happens. If we can do something where we don't mortgage the future, fine. But he's going to play us against the Dolphins right now to get as much as he can for the Texans so we can get out of Dodge. And we cannot be desperate like the same old Jets, bro. It's not worth it for one player. And if he does come here and we mortgage the future, he better win. Because if he doesn't win, forget it. That goes without question. I would just kind of disagree with your point that he is going to try to negotiate the best deal for the Texans so he can get out of Dodge. I, he's going to leverage that, himself, look, I think. He's, he's going to have us play. He'll have us play against this. He'll have us play against the Dolphins, don't you think? If he, I mean, in well, negotiation. Look, I think at the end of the day, he wants to get out. But I think his leverage in this is not to play one team against the other. It's to show that he is emotionally invested enough that he is not going to play for the Texans again. That, I think, is his leverage so, in this situation. So well, I don't think that he wants question. to. question? People are saying give up four first-round draft picks. Give up right. this. I mean, there has oh, to come yeah, a point so in time when you say, this is what we can do, and this is what's equitable. It's worth it for us. But we still need an O-line. We need cornerbacks. We need wide receivers. We need who's he going to pass to? Who's going to block for him? Yeah, well, look, Larry, and thanks for the call. I would agree with you. Yeah, you don't give up your picks from now until kingdom come. But if it does turn out that this report is factual, this is true, and he has determined, yes, the Jets are where I want to go, that is a huge obstacle, the biggest obstacle to overcome for any team pursuing Deshaun Watson. The fact that he has that no-trade clause is incredible leverage. Now, I would say, the one, well, you know what, coming up, we'll get into what I think is the biggest stumbling block now. The, the biggest stumbling block when this story came was where does he want to go and finding that out. And it seems like at least the, the, the tea leaves are pointing to, and there does, there, I have to be honest, while I say it's odd that he would pick the Jets, it does seem like the smoke is kind of, is pointing in that direction. So it does, this does not come out of the, the clear blue sky as much as it would have seemed, you know, like a month ago that Deshaun Watson wants to leave the Texans and play for the Jets. But coming up, I'll get into what I think the biggest obstacle now to overcome, right? It's a series of hurdles. It's not just one. And uh, we'll get to what that is coming up. This is 98.7 ESPN. ESPN is the phone number. We're talking about, of course, uh, Deshaun Watson. And the Jets, Armando Seguero of the uh, Miami Herald reporting, the Jets are the number one team. That's the team that is Watson's preferred team to go to, that Miami, the Dolphins, would be number two. But the Jets are uh, his preferred choice because of the hiring of Robert Sala. And uh, I did not misspeak before. I don't even think that this is really an argument. If the Jets acquired Deshaun Watson, he would be the greatest player the Jets have ever had. All due respect to Joe Namath. It's a very different game now from then. 
but this would be a 25-year-old franchise quarterback under contract for the foreseeable future and someone who clearly wants to be here, right? So he is fully on board. Now, the compensation is something to be worked out, and we'll see. I mean, the, the haggling, right, the dance of negotiation will go on for a while. I would think it would be somewhere in the ballpark of at least three number one picks, right? You're clearly the number two pick this year. That is, that's the first thing. The, the Texans would not be able to do the deal without that. I would think that over the next two years, you would have to be talking about, you would have three number one picks left if you're the Jets. Two of those would have to be included. So then you're talking about three number one picks over the next two years. And I would guess you would probably have to include other compensation there as well. I don't think that Sam would be part of the mix, but maybe Sam, uh, maybe draft picks further down the line, not number ones, but maybe twos and threes, where it makes the package acceptable and at least the the Texans could be able to uh, sell it to their fan base. So I, I teased the last segment by saying, what would be the next biggest obstacle? I would think the next biggest obstacle, almost certainly, is that it's not going to happen quickly. This is not going to happen next week. So if you're tired of this topic already, sorry to break it to you. It's not going anywhere anytime soon because Watson's leverage in this situation is to sit out, right? And, and he's not going to be able to sit out game, even as great as he is. He can't sit out games that are not scheduled to happen until next fall. So I don't know what ability he has to prove to the organization that he has passed the Rubicon in terms of playing for them ever again, right? He's passed the point of no return. I I don't know what other leverage he can have to show that he's emotionally invested enough that he will not play for them again. And it's in the Texans' best interest, clearly, not to trade him. So waiting is in their best interest. Now, the only thing I would think that would be able to uh, maybe change that is, is worrying about the optics of it, right? Like, clearly, this is not a good look for the Houston Texans, but you would think if optics were that big an issue to ownership, you would think that they would be bending over backwards every step of the way to make sure to their franchise quarterback that he is what they want and they want to make this work and they want to patch it up. Now, maybe they are doing that behind the scenes, but it does not seem like as pressing as it seems to Watson, it does not seem like it's that pressing to the Houston Texans. Like you would think that if they were all about repairing this relationship. This guy, Jack Easterby, who seems like, you know, a real part of the problem in terms of, of, of uh, you know, from, from Watson's side of view, uh, point of view, that he would be done by now. And uh, he's not done by now. So the fact that they don't seem to be working overtime to fix the issues show that they are not, you know, they're not at a stage where they're jumping to what, what Watson wants. It also shows a cluelessness, right? And I think that that's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty clear that you've already alienated the, the best player you've ever had in, in franchise history of you're the Texans, and you're not working around the clock to make sure that, uh, you know, almost like uh, when uh, that scene in Ferris Bueller, where, they're, you know, he's yelling at the secretary, go get, you know, that's the way they should be working around the clock if they're able to get Deshaun Watson on the, for- on the phone. All right, let's get back to... Um, Let's get back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Monty is in Woodbridge. Monty, let's make a deal. 
Hey guys, how are you? So listen, I got a quick couple takes uh, on this whole thing, and I want to clarify something with these Jet fans, okay? Okay. First of all, let me tell you something. The number one pick doesn't matter. If that was the case, okay, the Cleveland Browns would have had, they've had the number one picks for the past uh, millennium, okay? And they just found Baker Mayfield. And nobody's going to bet the farm on Baker Mayfield, even though I like him, but nobody's going to bet the farm on Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson is a supreme talent. It doesn't matter about the first-round picks, i.e. the Patriots. They don't even care about first-round picks. You get in there. You do your due diligence. This is not we're going to win the Super Bowl next year. This is get him. In, you want to build around Sam Darnold for the next two, three years? No. You build around Sam uh, uh, Watson in three years. When the when the uh, when the Chiefs lose all those guys, you know, after they get their second Super Bowl, uh, the free agency, we're going to have a team. The only person that can go up against Patrick Mahomes, what uh, you know, toe to toe, is maybe maybe Allen and Watson at this point. Okay, uh, Brady's going to be gone. Rodgers is going to be gone. That's going to be it, and we're going to be positioned. The free agents are going to come here. It's going to be fantastic. First round picks. Okay, you can have first-round picks for the next 10 years. That means you're bad, okay? It doesn't mean that you're going to make them do anything if you don't have the number one piece behind you. You build behind Deshaun Watson. You trade whatever you have to trade. First-round picks mean nothing. Well, look, I I think, Monty, you you don't want to, and thanks for the call, I don't think you want to pay anything more than you have to pay, right? Like, you don't pick up the phone in any negotiation, and the person says, would you be interested? Yes! Yes, I'm interested. Yes, I'll I'll take it. Deal. You know, Uh, this is like uh, Kramer when he was making the deal uh, for uh, free lattes, cafe cafe lattes. Uh, No, you don't just say yes right away, but you don't want to pay anything more than you have to pay. Now, I will say, if you're giving up number one picks, for a a considerable amount of time, it's going to be difficult to build a team around Watson. And part of the reason why he's in the situation that he's in is because the Texans didn't have any number one picks last year. and They made terrible deals, even with the talent they had. So yeah, I, 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 I agree with Monty in that, you know, when you pick up the phone, you don't say yes, but in the back of your mind, if they're coming to you and you're the front runner to land Deshaun Watson, you realize that your answer, you're not weighing it as you go along. You have already made up your mind. Yes, yes, we, we would like. You know what, this Deshaun Watson, yeah, I, you know, I think we could use a guy like that. I think we could use a guy that is uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the sport at this moment. Is 20, you know, again, he's not 35, he's 25. He's not a free agent in a year, he's signed. So, yeah, I would think that, uh, I think the Jets could use a guy like that. And again, if the Jets got him, he would be, immediately the best player they've had in franchise history. Let's go out to uh, Justin is in Jersey. Justin, what's going on? Hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I agree with you totally. You know, giving up the draft picks, it's important to build for the future. You know, I would really like to see Watson kind of really strong on the Texans. I mean, if he really wants to come to New York and he doesn't want the same situation like he had with the Texans, no decent receivers, no weapons to go around, if he were to strong arm the Texans a little bit, maybe even like you were saying, what could he do? Maybe come out publicly and saying he doesn't want to be a part of the organization anymore. So the Jets, if he really wants to come here, which I want him to come here, not have to bear the covered and actually surround him with some talent. And, you know, Sal is a defensive coach. I'm not really worried about him putting together a decent defense. I, I'm that, that's not really one of my main worries. Is about if, if Watson does come here, surround him with some talent. 
And if somehow, some way, the Jets were able to keep that number two pick and maybe get him like a Devontae Smith, that I know it's dreaming, but imagine after 10 <laughs> yeah. years and actually ha- having, having that. Yeah, that would be like uh, you know somebody uh, you know a gourmet chef preparing you a five course meal, and uh, you say, "Well, what's for what's the, the dessert?" I, I'm not saying yes until I get the dessert. I don't think that you can make you know for the Texans' point of view, it's going to be very difficult if they do trade Watson anywhere to get a deal that will be acceptable to their fan base. But I would think that anywhere he goes, if it's to the Jets, they have to get that number over that that number two pick overall. Well, I mean, look at Janavion Clowney. Janavion Clowney, they didn't get prop. I know it's not a quarterback, yeah. but he strong-armed the situation out of there. And they didn't, And Seattle didn't give up fair compensation for, for, for a pass rusher of his caliber. Yeah, I mean, this is you know, this is a little different, though, Justin. I mean, this is... This I, is I know it's a little different. Be, it's not a quarterback. I totally yeah, agree with you He's going to be in the MVP conversation every single year. Yeah, look, look, I mean, the thing you have going for him, whoever does end up trading, to, trading him to, uh, and thanks for the call, Justin, it's pretty clear at this point that the Texans are not a well-run organization. You know, and that was the first thing. When this first came up, you know, most of the NFL insiders, and I agreed with them, if you're the Texans, you can't trade this guy. You cannot possibly trade this guy. And the one thing I went back to, and I still kind of go back to it, is, yeah, but they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) So if they don't know what they're doing, I I think that there is a possibility that he could uh, be traded. I think that the thing that has to happen and has not clearly happened yet and, and and I'm not sure if Justin was the one that brought this up about you know the stages of this of him coming out and, and saying I'm not playing for you again publicly. They're they're following a playbook here. Like I don't know what the exact playbook is, but his, Watson and his representatives they are following a blueprint of okay, this is how we're going to allow this to happen. This is going I'm going to get the teams out there now, and this is going to only escalate from his point of view. And I would think that at this point. It would almost be difficult for him to go back, you know, back down at this point because it's been out there for so long that he wants out. Now, he has not said it publicly, and he could always go back and say, well, you know, I never said anything publicly. So I think that that would probably be uh, – I don't think that that's going to happen, that he would come out and say publicly, I don't want to play. They'll allow sources to – well, sources close to Watson have said that. And I think that that's kind of – already happened but in terms of uh, of Watson and his team they're following the playbook and if you are to uh, plot point how this goes it's going perfectly according to plan for them so far but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because there's no motivation for the Texans they are going to get hammered if they trade this guy so it's in their best interest I don't think that the trade demands are going to go down I don't think it's going to be a situation where teams are like hey you know what we thought about it we don't really want him I don't think that that's going to happen. So I think it's just in their best interest to keep this going for as long as it can, hopefully hire a coach and, and kind of repair things that way, at least to an extent. I think if you are the Texans, you have to find out what his emotional investment is in uh, being willing to miss time. Let's go to Spike is in Jersey. Spike, what's going on? Hey, good to hear you. Nice. Uh, the sun's out and I got you. There you go. Listen, what I would do is I would uh, take uh, Deshaun Watson's phone and put the coordinates in for Kingdom Come so he doesn't get lost on the way here. Is there any way they could uh, get Kyrie Irving uh, hired as his agent? Yeah, you never know. Maybe Kyrie on one of his walkabouts, he can find Deshaun, bring him in. 
Yeah, right to the end of the earth, right? This for the flat part. Look, look, this, this is all kidding aside. This is a, yeah, this, these deals you don't hear of. These are, you know, they're going to give them a dime for every bottle of Johnson & Johnson baby shampoo. I mean, you got the 25-year-old quarterback. We all know the stats on this, right? He's top five, top six. Let's, let, let's argue over that, right? He's two for 5,000 yards on a dysfunctional team. He's playing his cards right. This is the big guy I read all about him. He's got some stuff going on. So be it. We all do. But it's a perfect deal. Who cares what you give up if you get him? As long as you don't give up your left tackle, as long as you keep the three or four guys. There's only three or four guys on the Jets that are worthwhile keeping. I've watched them pretty closely this year. Uh, you know, their record is commiserate with their talent. So now you start with the number one piece. How many times in your sports life, knowing you pretty well in your age, have you seen a quarterback like this just be plunked in never. to a team that needs a quarterback? Never, never happened. I, I'm, never. Not, I, <laughs> never. Sorry, I'm still not convinced 100% that it will happen. Uh, I, I'm certainly leaning more way, more that way now, but just the, the blowback uh, that the, the, the Texans would get out of this will be, you know, they'll have to live with this for a very, very long time. Had a tough time down there. They they, they they cheated in the World Series. That that town. They've had a lot of a lot of blowback. They can handle it. And you know what? If the guy doesn't want it, like I can't use you as an example. You're a bad example. I mean, you're a great guy, but you're not you're in that position. If you were in that position, and you somehow through the what's it called the unnamed source. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, said I'm not really happy down here. Uh, you know, you put in your windows out. I guess that's what he did. So everyone knows he wants out. So now it's Houston's uh, chance to let's get the most we can. So take yeah. draft picks. I mean, yeah. draft picks, uh, what really are draft picks? You never know. I mean, there's no LeBron James here. There's no Andrew Luck here, no Peyton Manning. What is there here? So yeah. Yeah, the Jets got to be ridiculous not to give them the kitchen sink, as they call it in the old days. And of course you take this guy. This guy's a beast. Uh, Spike, and thanks for the call. I would say, uh, think about, you know, and I get it, right? You don't want to trade five number ones if you don't have to trade five number ones. Uh, the, the thing about Watson is, is that think about how many picks you've used trying to find a player this good. Think about all the years that you have been drafting high up in the draft every single year. And this, you know, this is not even Trevor, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, even if the, if the, if, 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 if the, Texans called the Jaguars and said, hey, we want the number one pick for Deshaun Watson. The Jaguars would have to take that because, I mean, as great as Trevor Lawrence is, you don't know for sure. With Watson, you know for sure. So, yes, it will be. I'm sure that when you, if it gets to the stage where the compensation kind of gets floated out there, it will sting for a little bit. But this is a sure thing. This is not, you know, what's behind door number two, what's behind door number three. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls about Deshaun Watson and the Jets. That his top preference is the Jets. Boy, oh boy, you thought 2020 was weird. Wow, I don't think that this could be top this entire year, although we never know. I said it before, I'll say it again. Whoa, whoa. Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Just taking a look at more on this story about uh, the Deshaun Watson has let it be known that his top preference of teams is uh, the New York Jets. And, of course, the next conversation that we're going to have at one 800 espn 
is obviously, well, you know, how much do you have to give up for this guy? How much do you have to pay for this guy? I really think at the end of the day, you pick up the phone, not saying yes right away, but you know in the back of your head that you will get to yes. You, this is a deal the Jets have to make. This is a franchise-altering type of player. And just to make it clear, right? The top, the four quarterbacks that are left that are replaying tomorrow, they rank in the top five this year, according to Pro Football Focus. The only guy who is not still playing who makes that top five and is uh, number three, that would be Deshaun Watson. So I, I said it before, I'll say it again. There's not very, it's not very often that franchise quarterbacks come available like this. I think everybody agrees with that. The other part of this is it's not very often you get a chance as a franchise to make a trade for someone that as soon as he walks in the door, he is the best player. I'll, I'll, I'll hedge it some. He's in the conversation immediately as the best player that you've ever had. That's the type of deal that, yes, I get it. You don't want to give up your number one pick for the next 10 years. But think about all the number one picks you've had, and you've never had a player like Deshaun Watson. So I would say that, yes, you have to figure out a way to get to yes, if it is clear that this, is, this report is, is factual and that he wants to go to the Jets first, right? It's not, a, it's not, well, I'll go here or here. He wants the Jets number one. And think about it, right? The other team on that list is Miami. So like, if you say, you know what? Ah, you know, we got Sam. We got uh, Justin Fields, you know, we got whatever going on over here. Then you know twice a year you are going to see Deshaun Watson. And I would think that if it becomes clear that the Jets don't say yes and he goes to Miami, I don't know. I would think that he would kind of hold that against you. And I think he would be right to. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's go to uh, Richard in Westchester. Richard, what's going on? Richard. And Richard, Richard, is, uh, it, Richard is gone. All right, so uh, we'll go to, uh, what is it? Richard is in Manhattan. We'll try a different Richard. Richard, go, my man. Hi, Gordon. Gordon, you know, you said something, and you really got my brain going, and I don't think you realize what you said. Uh, probably not. The greatest one-on-one trade in the history of sports never occurred. Do you know what it was? Uh, since it never occurred, I'll say no. Oh, uh, no, Joe DiMaggio for 10 You know months. what it was? Two drunk general managers and two sure. And they made their proposition, general manager, the Red Sox, general manager, Yankees. Right. Joe DiMaggio. I got it right. Williams. Okay. You mentioned a trade. I think this would be the greatest trade in the four major sports that I've ever heard. It would be unbelievable. Deshaun Watson for Trevor Lawrence. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would be fantastic. We would be talking about that for millennium. Yeah. For millenniums. That would be unbelievable. And it's intriguing. It could happen. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that Watson will want to go to Jacksonville. But, look, a week ago, I would never have thought that he said, you know, we i got to get rid what. of this dysfunction yeah. losing. Listen, i got to get to the Jets. Gordon, I made a list of some guys. Now, the two best quarterbacks ever to play in New York. And with all due respect to Keyshawn Johnson, uh, if Deshaun Watson comes here, he will not have been better than Y.A. Tittle nor Fran Tarkington. Maybe Sims, maybe uh, Eli, maybe Testaverde, but he's not better than Y.A. Tittle 
or Fran Talkington. I, now, I did not see either of those two guys play, so I'll have to take your word on it. Uh, Talkington took us to three championships in a row. I mean, uh, Tittle took us to three championships right. in a row. And Talkington, I think, was in three uh, Super Bowls without the, without the uh, Giants, but with Minnesota. Yeah. Anyway, those guys, now those guys all came you know, under the same kind of conditions. You know, they, were, they weren't wanted by the other teams. Minnesota didn't want Talkington anymore, and San Francisco didn't want Tittle. They did produce. But look at the other coin. Guys like, uh, well, Testaverde did okay with the Jets, but certainly nothing spectacular. O'Donnell was certainly a bus coming here. Yes. Norm Sneed, Craig Morton, nothing. So, you know, whenever you get somebody else's quarterback, there's no guarantee that he's going to be as a, now you know you're saying Houston that the Oilers don't know what they're doing. We thought that the Houston Rockets didn't know what they were doing, and to me they fleeced the New New York uh, Brooklyn Nets. Fleeced them. I mean, I don't know. If fleece is the right word. I mean, oh, sure. You know, these draft picks, Richard, let's see what they actually turn out to be. I mean, that's it, it's kind of tough to judge it right now. Defensive guy, Jared Allen, or Karis Levert. Come on, these yeah. guys were good. Ball. Okay, yeah. so there's. You know, Deshaun Watson is good in that Houston system. I mean, hopefully we can build him the same system. I would just give three three number ones, and if uh, you know, or Sam and two number ones. Now, I'm sure they won't take it, but that's as high as I'll go. Three number ones, and that's it. That's it. Take it or leave it. I'm not going to be fleeced. I'm not going to mortgage my whole team. Now, I wouldn't trade any other players, but uh, Sam. But that's it. And that's it. I mean, like, you know, you I can't mean, be that. I mean, Richard, uh, and thanks for the call. I mean, I, look, right. I think the Jets have more talent than they showed under Gase. I think that that's clear. But fleece the, you know, the, the, the you know, I don't want to break up my whole team. The team was terrible. I mean, let's, you know, let's not get carried away. You know, you won two games. You know, now I don't want to give up Quinn and Williams. I don't want to give up this thing or that thing. But if it gets to a trade proposal of three number one picks, some other picks down the road that are not number ones, maybe twos or threes or, you know, a player here or a player there. You're getting a ready-made quarterback right here. He's one of the best guys at the most important positions. He's just entering his prime. I don't see any way. And, uh, you know, his system, yeah, the guy can run, he can throw, he can make plays every single way. You just have to surround him with some level of talent which the Texans clearly did not do. So, yes, yeah, yeah, you can't just get him and expect to be a Super Bowl contender, but he, he, he's a major piece. He's the biggest piece. And the fact that every single team except maybe four or five teams would be interested in him. If they got the call, they, and, and, and make clear, teams with better quarterbacks than the Jets have right now, uh, then they would be. They would also pick up the phone. Maybe not saying yes right away, but knowing that they have to get to yes. Let's go to Phil. Is in Miami. Phil, what's going on, buddy? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. What's up? Not the much. Um, I have two quick things. Okay. okay. First, the biggest thing that you would do with like the three first round picks is if you look at the just first round picks in the next three years, they do have five of them. So. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's like big that they're able to not mortgage their entire future to be able to do a trade like this. Also, right. when's the last time you've ever seen a quarterback want to come to the Jets, especially a top five quarterback? That's something Never. we've been searching for for fifty years. Right. And, uh, it it is funny to me, you know, thing. they've been searching for it for fifty years. Here comes a guy who says he wants to come here. It looks like he could be available. You're like, ah, you know what? I don't really want to give up three number one picks. Can you take two and like a third rounder? I mean, you've been searching for 50 years. Say yes. 
Exactly. And the most interesting thing is, is with the coaching in Houston, if they end up going with McCown, there's a chance they might want to add Darnold in that deal, too, and take less picks. You know, you know, Phil, that's a good point. I did not think of that. Now, I don't think that Josh McCown will get that job. And if he does, oh, dear God, does Eric Bieniemy have a gripe. I mean, if Eric Bieniemy had to basically get, like, a sympathy interview with the Houston Texans, and here comes Josh McCown, who I don't believe is coached anywhere ever, and gets a head coaching job when it's – I mean, he's clearly not ready for a head coach to be a head coach. He's not done it. You know, he's been a backup quarterback for 15 years. Ironically, that would be an too, he's still on outrage. contract as a player. He's still on what? contract as a player. In yeah, it doesn't make any – I mean, do you need any – like, what's the better indicator that the Texans are a dysfunctional group? The fact that they've already alienated the best player that they've ever had in franchise history – or that at least it seems possible they could hire Josh McCown to be their head coach? I would definitely say so. I mean, I think it's even more interesting that they're more dysfunctional than having Gase on the Jets. Yeah, yeah, you know what, Phil? And thanks for the call. Maybe that's the move, right? Maybe they just go peak dysfunction and hire Adam Gase. We have our new head coach, and uh, they open up the door, and here comes Adam Gase walking in the door. It would be like something from pro wrestling. Oh, my God! You have JR. Oh, my God! It's it. That's Adam Gase's music. Oh my! Oh, that would be incredible. Wow, that would be. They could sell that on pay per view. Just when I thought that uh, the possibility of Gase ending up in Seattle with Jamal Adams as their offensive coordinator, boy, would you love to be on a fly on a wall for that? That would be even more exciting. I would pay for that pay per view before I buy anything of uh, McGregor. I, I mean, that would be incredible. Just just put up a camera. Don't anybody say anything. Just have you know candid camera. And have Jamal in the room, you know, doing something, looking at his laptop. And then all of a sudden, Adam Gase walks in. Hey, Prez, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? How you feeling? Hey, I know you. Oh, that would be sensational. Oh, yes, it is Gordon Damer. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The Jets are trending on Twitter, and it's actually a good thing. When was the last time that happened? I have to go into the history books of Twitter to find that. Uh, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, phone number. And, and, and just to maybe, this is a little bit behind the scene. This is a little inside radio. I would just like to take this moment to say thank you to Armando Silguero, wherever he is, for making this day so uh, easy to do. I mean, this has been fantastic. Here I thought I was going to have to talk about Tyrese Halliburton for an hour. <laughs> no, we're talking about Deshaun Watson. It's a lot more interesting. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to uh, Jason is in Hamburg. Uh, Jason, what's going on, my friend? What's up, Gordon? Is I'm good. Is legal in the state that you live in? Because I think you smoked a little too much today. Maybe, just a little. J.J. Watt. I'm going to give you some names that are better than Deshaun Jackson history-wise. Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins. Bananas okay. Foster. What, is, what does this have to do with anything that I've said? Because you said he was the best player in Texas history. No, I said he was the best player in Jets history. Again, that's insulting because now you're – you're leaving all. That's uh, fine. He 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 would walk in the door. I I prefaced it later by saying I hedged a little bit uh, that it, he would he would be in the conversation. Look, he's a 25 year old All Pro quarterback. When was the last time the Jets had one of them? They've been looking for one for 50 years. Agreed, but the Jets still have problems, bro. Uh, look, look, Jason. There's no look, there's no player. There's nobody that exists in the history of the world that can come in and solve every problem an organization has. 
But he's a ma- that's the number like one that. thing on the list. You're making it sound like that, and it's I don't know. It's not. I'm I'm a Giants fan, and I'm just I just love sports. So I listen to you guys. I love it. I would not go that route. I would keep Sam. Uh, look, Jason, as a, and thanks for the call. As a Dolphin fan, from your lips to God's ear. From your lips to God's ear. Please, by all means, have the Jets tell him no. Oh, please, please, God, let them say no. Tell them, you know what? The first guy, we struck out with the Jets. Should we go to the Dolphins? Okay, we'll go to the Dolphins. I will drive to Miami myself and make sure that that happens. I don't know how I would do that. I have no ability to. But if I have anything left of my sports soul, I would want the Dolphins to make that deal immediately. I think it's a little bit more difficult for them because as bad a look as it is for the Texans to trade away you know, a franchise quarterback in his prime at the most important position and a guy who's already established in his short time in the, in the NFL as one of the best at his position – I think it would be difficult to do that and simply be getting back a, a good part of the package is your own draft picks. We would be, we would, you know, drink your own milkshake. I, I drink your milkshake. Yes, they would be drinking their milkshake because they would be giving them back the first round pick they already had and the second round pick they already had. And they would be trading them for a franchise quarterback, again, 25 years old in the prime of his career. <laughs> This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It is. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. And we've been uh, talking a lot about Deshaun Watson and the fact that this report from the Miami Herald that the uh, Jets are the number one team on his list. And we'll continue to take your calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, phone number. I, you know, I know that a lot has been said. I, I wanted to get this in because it's been all football so far over the last 24 hours and the incredible uh, tributes to uh, Hank Aaron after his passing. And, um, you know, it's, I feel like it, it has it's been all been said about it just, you know, in terms of a life uh, of all the people that have ever lived. Hank Aaron is the, in the top 1% of the top 1%. And as someone who did not get to see him play, but thought I had, you know, kind of an idea, right, uh, of the ridiculously great career that he had in the last 24 hours, kind of shows me, no, you really didn't have any idea because you didn't get set. Just in a baseball sense, you could make the argument that Hank Aaron is the most productive player in the history of the sport. Like, all, of all the stats you've heard by now, right, the most home runs, the most RBIs, the most total bases, never struck out 100 times. Uh, only three times did he even really ever come close to striking out 100 times. Like his average strikeouts per year were in the 60s and also was not a high walk guy. He was going up there swinging and he was going to be productive. The thing that I, that I think I learned over the last 24 hours that blew my mind the most was the total bases. I knew he led in total bases. I had no idea how dominant he was in that category all time. Like the next guy is Stan Musial. He has, and and like any stat, right? Like there's a natural grouping at the top of the list when you talk about the greats of any sport in any category. He has 722 more total bases than the next guy. He blows away the field. He was hitting 20 home runs when he was 20. He was hitting 20 home runs when he was 40. I mean, just absolutely unbelievable career. And you just take a look at some of the numbers and, you know, following the game now, they they just make you... um, they make you uh, scratch your head. 
He played at almost 3,300 games, and he struck out more than once in a game only 208 times. So that just shows you that he was going up there, and, and he was swinging. He was not like a high you know, OPS guy, you know, an on-base guy. He was going up there looking to do damage, and uh, he certainly did that. So uh, incredible tributes uh, over the last 24 hours to uh, a guy who had an absolutely iconic career. You know, just think about everything about him, right? Hank Aaron, like the perfect name for a slugger. Hank Aaron, the number 44, you know, how cool of a number that was and everything else. So uh, I just wanted to add my uh, two cents as someone who did not uh, get to see him play uh, in his career. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. All right, let's get back to the uh, phones and uh, back to the Deshaun Watson story as as well as uh, as we can with this report from the Miami Herald that uh, the Jets... Number one on the list. Let's see who has been holding here the longest. Paul is in Staten Island. Paul, you're next up. ESPN New York. Hey, Gordon. Long time uh, listener. First time caller, buddy. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, listen, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm 100% agreeance with you as far as Deshaun Watson. You, you, you know what you're getting. You don't know what you're going to get. You draft Fields. You draft Trevor Lawrence. You, you know what you get. And frankly, Dabo, who I think is an amazing college coach, or coach in general, called him Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, to steal line for Keyshawn today, Keyshawn said the other day that Dabo did not call Trevor Lawrence Michael Jordan. He called Deshaun Watson. The guy is, 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 is lightning in a bottle. I, I don't care. I would take him every day of the week, twice on Sunday. You are no you're, – you hit it right on the head when you said he could be the greatest Jet ever, and I agree with you. 100%. Well, Paul, I'm about bringing people together. That's what I do. So I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see – look, I, I get it, right? You don't want to you don't want to pay too much. Uh, but when you're talking about somebody at that level, that age – I mean, this is the wee house. This is the dream. This does not happen. This does not happen. You can't go back and say, well, you know, three years – you know, when quarterbacks of that that type get – you know, move to another team. It's at the end of their career. It's when they've had an injury, when they have something, you know, major go on. And even then it doesn't happen that often. This is a 25-year-old in your prime. This is the guy you've been waiting for. So I'm sorry when you say, hey, you know what? Well, you know, three number ones. I don't know if I want to go three. I may... What are you talking about? Go get him. This is the guy. This is the guy, like a beautiful woman. Well, you know what? Her toes do this thing. Yeah, don't worry about the toes. You got your own toes. Don't worry. Don't look at the toes. Uh, let's go out to, uh, is it Rob is in Florida. Rob, what's going on, man? Hey, Gordon. How are you? I'm good. Hey, um, I'm a huge Jet fan. I just moved down here. Um, I, I'm happy. I'm a huge Jet fan. I'm very happy that he wants to play here, but I'm, I'm very, very concerned that number two is Miami. And now, all of a sudden, if it was an NFC if the NFC team is the, number, is the second pick, it'd be different. The fact is that it's either Jets or Miami. Yeah. That, that turns it into a high-stakes poker game. High-stakes poker game. If, you, if, if Watson somehow ends up in Miami, and I love Salah, I, but I don't care what he does or who he drafts, we're going to be third in the division for at least the next couple of years. So right now, we're forced to get Watson. I mean, it's a great thing. I want Watson. But if, if they want four first-rounders, I'm okay with that. I just don't want him going to Miami. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and Rob, and thanks for the call. I, I, you know, the, the report, the fact that it doesn't have some quotes from a source or something like that, it, makes, it, it seems like it's a ranking, right? Like Jets 1, 
Dolphins are the fallback. I don't know if that means that or if it means, well, I prefer the Jets, but the Dolphins are also acceptable so that both teams can kind of negotiate for the best deal for the Texans so I can get out of here. And it doesn't seem like there's any other team on that list, but you'd have to think that Watson, in his mind, maybe he's not going to, you know, his team is not going to say, okay, these are the five teams that are acceptable. Um, Right off the bat, maybe they want to hold that back for whatever reason. Maybe there's another team that the Texans say, hey, look, we can't trade you within the AFC. We got to trade you to the NFC to one of these teams. So maybe there's some more negotiation. I think what it does tell you, if you're a Jet fan, after the year that you went through, is that clearly, and it would almost be hard for it not to after the, after the two years you've gone through, is that all signs for the organization are pointing up. And this might be uh, the, the greatest sign that you hired the right head coach, right? The fact that, that, that it's not just that he thinks, you know, New York is the place he wants to be or that he's from New York. It's that, according to the report, Robert Salas hiring, that's the guy he wanted the Texans to hire. They didn't need to even interview him. I believe, again, that that was the only team that did not interview Robert Sala. Uh, that tells you that, that, you know, things are pointing up uh, as a good sign for the New York Jets. Let's go to, uh, let's see here. Mike is in New York. Mike, what's going on, buddy? Hey, going How are you? I'm good, man. What's up? So, I'm not a Jet fan, but if I was the Jets, I mean, obviously if they trade Deshaun, he, they're in rebuild mode, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they're 4-12 and 12 this year. They, they, they might be in that anyway, right? They got a new head coach, a new GM. I think they're kind of in rebuild mode anyway. So, so, why don't you sweeten it up and give them four number ones and Donald, and you take back Watt with them. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, those are two pillars of the, uh, you know, the Texans franchise. Uh, I don't know that the Texans, I mean, the blowback that they would have from fra- trading Deshaun Watson would be incredible to trade, you know, a guy who is a, you know, probably a five-time pro bowler in, or even probably a five-time all-pro in J.J. Watt. Uh, I don't know if they would, uh, I don't know if the ownership would uh, survive that. Look, I, I don't know that that's all that feasible. I, I think I could see Watt being moved because I think they're in some cap situations there. I don't know necessarily. Like if yes, you trade for, yes. for Watson and you're the Jets, I think the way you cover up the, the, the holes early on is by having all this cap space. I don't know how much of that cap space would have to go to getting J.J. Watt. Well, you know, J.J. Watt's going to be the next one that's going to want out. I mean, he's not going to want yeah. to play on a losing team for the last three, four years of his career. Yeah. And if they're in cap hell, I mean, the Jets have plenty of cap money, and you're killing two birds with one stone. If you give all those draft picks away, you bring Watson here, they got nobody to play with him anyways in the same position he was in. So you've got to bring back some talent. With him, and Watt would be a perfect guy. It would, be, it would fill two, two holes on the Jets. Yeah, I, and Mike, and thanks and, for the call. A defensive end they've never had. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily that big a thing. I mean, he is going to be 32 years old. He's had some injury problems. I don't think so, so much this year, uh, but uh, he's had you know, years where he's missed significant time. Uh, let me just pull it up here. He's missed uh, games in three of the last five years. He's 32 years old. I don't know what his cap number is, but I know that it's fairly substantial because even before, you know, when their season, even before it was over, and Mike, thanks for the call, um, is that, that their season was over. There was some talk that Watt would probably, you know, that, that was not uh, inconceivable that he would be playing somewhere else uh, next year. So, yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I, I, if you're trading Deshaun Watson, yeah, yeah, clearly you're in rebuild mode. And, yeah, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to connect the dots and say that J.J. Watt, if not already, 
wants out that he would uh, certainly want out, right? Like if you're playing for a team that's that's in total strip-down mode and it seems like the dysfunction, although I have to be honest, like the stories you've seen, it, it seems within the, the wheelhouse of what a normal, bad, dysfunctional team kind of seems like, but there is always that, as I always liken it to the iceberg, where there's the dysfunction you can see as an outsider and then behind the scenes, there's a whole lot more uh, so maybe as things go along this off season, I, I'll say this, if Watson does get traded, I would be, uh, I would be expecting to hear the stories, uh, of what it was that was going on behind the scenes that was just, uh, unbearable and, uh, why he needed out. Let's go to Paul in Roxbury. Paul, what's up, man? Hey, Gordon. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I wanted to just make two points about Watson. Sure. Um, last year, his, uh, passer rating was 108.9%. Uh, only second to Aaron Rodgers at 25 years old. Yeah. And number that's pretty two, good. <laughs> you, yeah, that's, I mean, what else? I don't do have to know what goes into a quarterback rating to know that that's good. Yeah. Um, and then my second point is, if, if Houston had come to the Jets last year, and I, I hear a lot of fans saying we can't give three number ones, and, and Houston asked the Jets, hey, we will trade you Watson for Jamal and your second pick. I think everybody would do it yep. because Jamal was nothing but a disgruntled safety that wanted out. So those two picks from Seattle, you really can't count them. You're giving a, the number two pick for Watson, who's proven 25 years old and can totally change this franchise. I, I, Paul, I, look, I, I, I kind of joke about bringing people together. I don't think that anybody should really need to be brought together on this if you're a Jet fan. This is a fantastic piece of uh, information now, whether or not it gets – carried out to uh, the, uh, the conclusion, we'll, we'll wait and see. But the fact that Deshaun Watson says that of all the teams he's most interested in going to the Jets, it's not really one of those situations where you have to say as a Jet fan, hey, you know, do I want Deshaun Watson? Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right, Paul, absolutely. thanks for the call, man. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up more on this, we'll get a little basketball stuff as well because uh, I, it's amazing. Like, I knew it was coming, and you knew it was going to come. I didn't realize it was going to come this quickly, this fast, in terms of the Nets and the uh, schadenfreude, if you will, about uh, the Nets' struggles, but uh, we'll get a little bit into that as well. Oh, goodness. So much going on. Gordon Damer, it's 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Did I mention that? You think about the, I mean, think about how long we've been complaining about, well, you know, players don't want to play here. And then basically in the last month, we've had James Harden, right, with the, with the Nets. You've had Francisco Lindor with the Mets. Now you got talk about Deshaun Watson want to go to the Jets. Does anybody want to play with the Yankees? Can the Yankees sign any of these guys? Well, they brought back LeMahieu, so that's uh, at least some. You know, one thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, and I, I forgot completely about it last week, about that re-signing of LeMahieu, and look, they had to do it. You have to bring him back. It does kind of put a little bit of pressure on Glaber Torres to improve at shortstop, right? Like the, the fallback option, if, if LeMahieu had left, uh, at least you could put him, you know, at second base. That, that has been removed now. And look, I don't think it will be an issue. I think that the errors at shortstop were a byproduct of the weird year. You know, this is a guy who came up as a shortstop. It wasn't 
a surprise that the Yankees were forced to play him there. No, that was part of the plan. They were going to let Didi walk so that they could move him from second to short. He's always been a shortstop. So I think that if uh, under normal circumstances or far more normal circumstances, I think this year will be a far better year for Glaber Torres at shortstop. And uh, especially the bat, the bat needs to uh, come back to what we have expected of Glaber in the past. So, uh, and I think that that will be the case, but uh, I do think that it does put a little bit more pressure on him uh, with uh, LeMahieu back and, and, and here for the, what, the next six years. What a deal that was, huh? Six years for that guy, 90 million. Meanwhile, uh, George Springer gets six years and you think, oh, well, he's much younger. No, he's a year younger, one year. All right, uh, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. I know that, look, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because uh, I don't care that much. The Nets thing with James Harden, I knew that there was going to be, at any point they suffered some struggles, that there was going to be some much uh, enjoyed schadenfreude. Is that the term, right? When you enjoy in the suffering of others? I didn't know that it would get to this level this fast because, boy, oh, boy, the Nick fan out there that uh, still does not like, uh, you know, the fact that Durant signed there or just the, you know, kind of unlikability of the team itself, people need to relax uh, about, well, see, I told you this wasn't going to work. It's been two games, one of which Kevin Durant did not even play in. So I do think that, you know, if you want to be fair, and look, maybe you don't want to be fair. Maybe fairness is not part of your game. It's about trolling the other team and and just saying things to get that fan base annoyed. But I do think you have to give it a little bit more than two games. The one game where they all three did play together and uh, they lost in double overtime, I think obviously offensively they're going to be fine. I think even offensively that night they could have been better. I think they were a little too unselfish. Like it was almost in their head, hey, everybody thinks we're going to be ball hogs, and they were passing the ball a little bit too much. That said, to be fair, on the other side, nothing that happened in those first two games would make you think that the uh, issue of the defense and the rebounding uh, is uh, not a legitimate legitimate thing because the the Cavaliers, boy, oh boy, they were lighting it up. (laughs) And it wasn't, you know, this is not exactly some juggernaut offense, but the Cavaliers both nights looked pretty good. Now, I do think that if your plan is to put three stars together – the Nets have clearly done that. I think what's really going to show is do you need anything else? Is it just simply put, does fit matter? Does defense matter? Does anything else matter rather than just having three of the you know, 15 or three of the best 10 players uh, in the sport? But do you, or does it matter how those pieces fit together? We shall see. I do think that two games in is uh, a little bit too, too much to be getting carried away with. Uh, as far as the Knicks, I will just say this, you know, they lose last night to the Kings after beating the Warriors. I think that this is what the year is going to kind of be. It's going to be kind of up and down. And up and down is a whole lot better than what it's been. Because it has been up, down, 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 down. The game I would play every single year was when the Knicks got two games under 500. I would always ask, will they get over 500 again this year? And the answer was always no. So this year, they've shown far more life. They've shown like they're an actual functional NFL, uh, NBA team rather than the way they've been run for the last few years. And I like the progress that I've seen. Now, again, you can't get caught up. Nick fans, because they're so you know, devout in terms of fans, you, you want to judge everything, every single solitary game. You've got to take it in blocks. You've got to take it in five, ten-game blocks. And you know what? Over the last five, ten games, I really like what I've seen from R.J. Barrett. His shot has been more efficient. He's been more efficient as a player. 
Now, he was coming from very, very low numbers on the three-point shot. That's improved. So I know that, uh, you know, last night with Halliburton playing well, people will uh, talk about, you know, oh, they should have taken him over Abby or, you know, this thing or that thing. I like the direction the Knicks have gone. You know, last year, I think it's been pointed out that uh, they were 8-24. and, and 24. The year before that, they were 8-16. and 16, But when they were 8-16, and 16, they won uh, nine more games the rest of the season. This is by far a massive improvement. Now, what the ceiling is, I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those kind of years where it's kind of up and down. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Chris's in Jersey. Chris, what's going on? Hey, man. Um, look, I'm, I'm probably going to make a, a few Jets fans mad on this one. I, I'm actually okay. a North Carolinian, North Carolinian that just moved up to Jersey about four years ago. So I unfortunately have to listen to all the, the, Jets, the Jets radio. Um, look, but one thing I'll say is first, you know, I, I still listen to the, the local, like, Carolina news, and there's word about Deshaun Watson wanting to come there. So, like, I want people just to, like, relax on, like, the sources talk because, obviously, you can get happy. But, Absolutely. Like, Chris, know, this is knows? terrible advice. I'm running a sports talk show here. How dare you tell people to calm down? It's ridiculous. Don't listen to this man. Boo this man. Boo this man. I want to yeah, sorry, on the Panthers. I want to on the Panthers, man. Of course I'm, I'm going to say that. And then, like, um, you know, secondly, like, I'm, I'm, again, I'll make people mad, but why in the world would Deshaun want to go to the Jets? Like, I, I see why the Jets want him, but, like, right. why in the world would he want to go there? What do the well, Jets, Chris, according like, to the report, now look, again, it is a little weird that, you know, it's a report from the Miami Herald that has to do with the Jets. I will grant you that. There's no quotes in the actual story that says his people say this or that. So I will leave that out there for you to judge. But it, at least according yeah. to the article, he, he loves Robert Sala. He wanted the Texans to interview him. He, they did not interview him. That's part of, I guess, right. the friction that at least at least a part of it uh, that exists between yeah. the Texans and the quarterback. So, look, when, when it first came out that he wanted out, I would think if you're the Texans, that the Panthers were a team that I thought made sense because they're in the NFC, uh, you know, get them out of the division. They need to kind of an upgrade a quarterback. Clearly, Watson would be that. Uh, so I thought that was a team that makes sense. I think that this has a long way to go. I don't think anything's going to happen here, but for Jet fans to hear and for him to have the no-trade clause, that gives Watson actual leverage. So if he does want to go to the Jets, that puts them at the head of the line. Very good point. Very good All right, point. Chris. All right, take it easy, man. All right, man, Chris. Thank you. I'm about bringing people together, people. I tell you this all the time. People think I'm joking. This is what I'm about. I'm about finding the, the issues, solving the issues. That's what I'm all about. That's why I'm loved so much from coast to coast. Uh, let's go to uh, Richard is in Westchester. Richard, what's going on? Yes, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on, Richard? Uh, I, I have to tell you, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. Oh, the Jets geez. traded up to get Darnold, a, a mm-hmm. supposed bona fide franchise quarterback in the making, and he wasn't. So right. that didn't work out. And have you, I'm sure you've heard Okay, of- Richard, before you get to your next point, yeah. so what should they do? Just give up on quarterbacks? Like, you, you made a trade-up for, 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 for Darnold, and it didn't turn out to be the right move. Granted, but he was an unknown. He was a draft pick. This is a guy who's established in the league. So the fact that it didn't work out for Darnold, what do you do? Just give up on quarterbacks? You just try to go another route? No, I didn't say that at all. And, okay, so this quarterback, you've seen how he can play, what he's capable of. I'm sure you've heard of something called an injury. If you load up on a QB and he gets injured, uh, almost, of course, almost, Richard, almost, but but what but you could say that about anything. Yeah, but loading up on the player is the problem. Good franchises, you'll notice, 
don't do it. They don't do well, it. Richard, this opportunity has never presented itself before. Really? Like they've never loaded up on players before and busted a out? A quarterback who's 25 years old and is already a Pro Bowl-level player? He's one injury away from that. Everybody's playing. one injury away, Richard. Right, that's why you don't load up on them. <laughs> well, okay, Richard, so by your logic, they traded up for Darnold. It didn't work. So what? what's the next path forward? Stick with Darnold, which you've already said has not worked? Draft no. another guy high up in the draft no. that might not work? No, they shouldn't have loaded up on Darnold for the same reason that they shouldn't load up on any player. He can either – you can have issues with him. He can get injured. There's so many reasons why. Okay, so outside of injury, what would be the reason not to get Deshaun Watson? Outside of injury. Yeah. Uh, if I knew he wasn't going to get injured, I'd be more – No, no, no. Count, forget about injury. We can't, we can't know, right? Outside of injury, what would be the reason not to get Deshaun Watson? I didn't – I didn't say there was a reason outside no, of no, injury. No, 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 no. You're I, saying he could get hurt. So let's leave the injury thing aside. And what no, would be take, a reason that, to multiple, not trade for Watson? The multiple draft picks you're gambling is, is the reason. If that's but draft picks pay, are always a gamble. Do you don't it. know what those draft picks are going to turn out to be. Right. So let's load up on one player instead of, instead of spreading around our draft picks. And that way we they've spread around the draft picks year in and year out. How is that gone? They've also loaded up on players, and why don't you check how many Johnny Lamb Jones sound familiar to you? He was they the drafted Johnny. You know what they did? They did draft. They did give away some picks for Curtis Martin. Right. Yeah. Okay. How'd that work? Well, listen, How'd you know, good franchises don't do it. Period. All right, Richard. Thanks for the call. I think you're completely wrong. You could not give me one reason why you would not trade for Deshaun Watson. You're saying, oh, he could get hurt. Everybody could get hurt. Every single, they're playing football. The good chance you're going to get hurt. I, I don't know what else to tell you. You've been waiting for 50 years for a guy as good as this. This guy has apparently become available, maybe is available. He says, at least according to reports, that you're the team he would like to go to. And now some people, ah, you know what? I don't know. I don't think it's right. Let's keep, you know what? I'd like to have uh, Warren Buffett manage my finances, but you know what? I have all these scratch-off tickets over here, so I think I'll just keep, uh, give me, do you have a quarter? I like the quarter on them. I don't like the nickel. I don't like the dime. I like a quarter. I need some leverage to scratch these things off. I, I don't know what to tell you. one 800 919 Look, when 5 o'clock rolls around, the wife will have a, a beverage ready for me. Some people have started early. It's fine. It's up to you. Who am I to judge? This is 98.7 ESPN.